الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أفمن شرح الله صدره للإسلام فهو على نور من ربه صدق الله العظيم إن دس this ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala mentions that the one who Allah Ta'ala has expanded his bosom for iman فَهُوَ عَلَىٰ نُورٍ مِّن رَبِّهِ then he has attained this nur from the side of Allah Ta'ala the heart that also has something that illuminates it brightens it, lightens it just as the external spaces that we are in if there's light and a person can see he can work out where he's going where he's stepping he can do things safely comfortably and if he's in darkness a very very dark room or he's on a very dark night there's no moonlight and there's no other light he doesn't know where he's heading, what he's doing, whether there's something very dangerous in front of him, he's trying to pick up something, is it a stick or a snake, he has no idea. So just as this external darkness creates a lot of difficulties, the external darkness becomes very dangerous. And if there's light externally, it makes things very comfortable, very safe. So likewise, the heart there's a light in the heart. When that light is there, the light of Iman, the Noor of Iman, if that light is there, it makes life very safe. It makes the passage to the Akhirat very safe. A person then can distinguish in that light of the heart what is right, what is wrong. Just as the external light enables him to distinguish between what is beneficial, what is harmful between which step is going to be safe, which step is going to be dangerous. So likewise, this inner light of the heart, it makes this path to Akhirat easy to traverse. And a person can work out and distinguish what is right, what is wrong, what is to be done, what is to be refrained from. Allah is referring to this nur. أَفَمَنْ شَرَحَ اللَّهُ صَدْرَهُ Islam. Allah Ta'ala expands the person's bosom for Islam then it means that he has attained this nur from Allah Ta'ala so this expanding of the heart for Islam what does this refer to? you see the Sahaba also immediately asked this question to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that what is this nur getting into the heart? how does this heart expand? Nabi Islam replied that إِذَا دَخَلَ النُّورُ الْقَلْبِ إِنْ فَسَحَ وَانْفَتَحَ When this noor enters the heart, then it expands. It doesn't expand physically, but it expands in a different sense. It expands for the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. The greatness of Allah Ta'ala then settles in this heart. The recognition of Allah Ta'ala descends into this heart. 
So when Allah Ta'ala descends this nur in the heart, it expands to be able to encompass this. So this is that nur that comes in the heart that now enlightens it. So further the Sahaba Ikram asked that is there any alamat for this? Well, is there any sign that this nur has certainly come? Because this is deep down inside the heart. Sometimes the person doesn't even know what's on his external self, let alone what's inside him. So now how is he going to make out what's in there? Is it really there? Sometimes a person may think it's there, but it's not there. Or sometimes it might be with the grace of Allah Ta'ala there, but it is, he can't discern it, so he is very, very bewildered. Has it come or not? So Nabi Islam gave three things as the sign that this nur has entered the heart. The three things that are the sign that this nur has entered the heart. First thing Nabi Islam mentioned was Al-Inabatu ila daril khulud That there will be a strong inclination towards the everlasting abode. Darul khulud, the everlasting abode of the akhirat. Now the everlasting abode of akhirat, there will be an inclination to it. What does that mean? How will a person know that there is an inclination to the akhirat? The person goes to a foreign land to work. So now his home is somewhere, he's gone somewhere else. But his heart is attached to home. It's very difficult condition sometimes, very long hours of work, very harsh climate, no family around, so many negatives. All the negatives are there. But the pay is very good. So he accepts the job. So now he's working hard and he's striving, but his heart is back home. So because his heart is at home, he works hard. And as he's working hard, he's transferring it all back home. When I get there, I will be able to then benefit from this. So the sign that he is truly attached to home is, he is not wasting his time in the foreign land. He is doing what is going to benefit him back home. The back home might be whatever time, whether he is going to get back one year's time or ten years time, but he is constantly concerned about transferring things home. Many people live in our country from foreign lands. Every now and again we talk to them, say, no, I am trying to sort this out for my family back home, trying to sort that out, and I am going a few months time, I am going to sort so many, so now he is working hard, he is going to sort things out there. So likewise, a person whose heart is attached to Darul Khulud, to the everlasting abode of Akhirat, he will do in dunya what will benefit him in the Akhirat. In many places where Allah Ta'ala describes the bounties of Jannat, etc. So, at the end of that ayat, like in Surah Al-Waqiyah, one ayat Allah Ta'ala says, Jaza'am bima kanu ya'malun. All these bounties of Jannat, this is the compensation limakanu ya'amalun, what they were doing in dunya, the good, the righteous actions. Now because there was an inclination to akhirat, they were working hard for it in dunya. That is the sign that the heart is now inclined to akhirat. So now it's time for salah, that person will be like it's time for his job now in the foreign land. So he's not late for work, because his pay will get docked. It's time for salah, he will not be delaying also. 
he'll be there immediately. Why? Because I can't afford to lose out on the benefit of this for Akhirat. So he will be there for that salah, it's time for his other ibadat, it's time for his zakat to be paid on time, he'll be ready for that. If hajj has become first on him, he's immediately ready for that. The month of Ramadan has come, he's keeping his fast as required. All the other obligations of deen, he is fulfilling them as required. Why? Like the person at that job in that foreign land, all his duties and tasks, whatever he has been given to do, one is the time, his day on time, and then he's doing all his work as required, because he mustn't lose out on this. Otherwise, if that pay gets cut, or he loses the job, he's going to be in deep trouble. So he can't afford that. So he's working hard for the time when he's back home. So likewise, this person fulfills all the requirements of deen. This is the sign that the heart is attached to akhirat. And like that person who is truly passionate about that work, back, about the benefit back home. So he becomes passionate about that work which will benefit him back home. So now if there's an opportunity to work extra time, because that will bring in something more, he's ready for the extra time also. Ready to work overtime. Because that overtime will benefit him more back home. So one is in work hours, he's doing what he's supposed to do, as he's supposed to do, and he's trying to impress the employer as well. The employer must be very happy so that maybe there might be some bonus. And then if there's some opportunity for overtime, he's ready for the overtime. So he becomes very passionate about that work and passionate for more work. Likewise, that person whose heart is attached to akhirat, he doesn't just suffice from the faraiz and that I've done my duty and that now I'm fine. No, he is now exerting himself in the nawafil, in various other whatever good he can do in serving deen, in trying to establish the deen of Allah Ta'ala in his life, in trying to establish it in the lives of others, and he's trying to do the best he can and the most he can. Like this person is ready for overtime, ready for whatever, and he's ready to, and he's doing whatever he can to impress the employer. Here this person is constantly concerned, Allah Ta'ala will become pleased. Allah Ta'ala is pleased that my akhirat is made. So this is the first sign that this nur has entered the heart. Al-inabatu ila daril khulud. That his heart becomes inclined towards the everlasting abode of akhirat. But then it's not just that he becomes inclined to akhirat. But together with that, Nabi Islam says, tajafi an daril ghurur. That he becomes detached, disinclined from the abode of deception. That he might be physically doing whatever is necessary in terms of his needs of dunya, but his the attachment and detachment is really in the heart. Sometimes the person might not be physically attached to anything, but the heart is soaked in it. And sometimes the person might be quite occupied in certain things physically, but the heart is far from it. But obviously within the limits and the boundaries of Sharia and Deen, but his heart is not inclined to dunya. His heart is attached to akhirat. So the heart is one. There's no two hearts. person has one heart. Now when his one heart has been turned to the akhirat, he'll automatically turn away from dunya. It won't be both places. So now what is the sign that this heart has certainly turned away from dunya? 
that person whose heart in that foreign land has turned to home, he is not attached to the place he is in. So you will not find him wasting his time in things that are going to harm his stay at home. He won't be trying to make merry there, try to enjoy all the leisures and pleasures and comforts, because now, well, I'm here, let me enjoy my time here. He is worried about working hard for home, even if I don't enjoy what some others seem to be enjoying. So likewise, the person whose heart has been detached from dunya, all the temptations and all the desires that take him away from the benefit of akhirat, all the things that distract him from Allah wa ta'ala, all the things that become an obstacle between him and Allah ta'ala, those things that distract him from establishing the deen of Allah ta'ala in his life, in the lives of others, he far away from that. And whatever temptations might be very strongly dragging him, but he doesn't give in to that because his case is ahead. So now his heart is away from it. Dunya ke mashgalon mein bhi wo baakhuda rahe, sab ke saath reh ke bhi sab se juda rahe. The true servants of Allah Ta'ala in all the occupations of dunya also, their heart is still with Allah Ta'ala. And though they are with everyone, they are still without, far away from everybody. Meaning that they are physically with everyone, physically involved in whatever dunya requires of them to do, but their heart is in akhirat. So it is not a one-sided thing, the heart is towards akhirat, but also at the same time away from dunya. And then together with that, the third thing Nabi Islam mentions as the sign that this nur has entered the heart. That one isti'adadu lilmawti qabla nuzulihi. That the person starts preparing for death before his time. Everything in dunya, anything of importance, a person starts preparing, planning, something that is a little bit of more important than he starts planning months in advance. And if it is a little bit of a bigger project, sometimes there's a couple of years planning ahead. People have five year plan, and ten year plan, and twenty year plan. Whereas sometimes, while the twenty year plan is being made, there isn't even twenty minutes left of the person's life. How many a person had many major things that he had planned? But he never saw anything happening. He was gone before you. So when the death comes, we have no idea. And Nabi Islam is saying that this sign of this nur in the heart is that well, istadadu lil mauti qabla nuzulihi. Before the time, the person is prepared for that death. Harun Rashid was a very pious king, and in that time there was this person Bahlul, who was a Allahwala, but people regarded him as maybe. Majnoon, somebody insane. But Harun Rashid knew his caliber. So he used to respect him also, but at the same time, he used to be a little bit informal with him, joke with him, sometimes in a way, in a teasing way, sort of tease him and so on. So one day this person came, he was in the majlis of Harun Rashid, and after a while Harun Rashid took out one walking stick. And he gave it to him. He said, look, Bahlul, this is an amanat. Amanat? He says, the day you find somebody who is a greater fool than you, you must give it to him. Then you've discharged the amanat. 
So now everybody had a good laugh about it, that now he made him the fool, that if somebody is a greater fool than you, then you must give it to him. So Balul didn't take any notice of it, he took it and kept it quietly. Because those who are truly attached to Akhirat, they don't take too much notice of all these things. They are attached somewhere else. One person asked one Buzrug, just in order to just tease him, just to taunt him, mock him, just to make fun of the person. So the person was standing there with his dog. So as this Buzrug passed, he asked him that, who is better, you are better or my dog? So now, somebody had to ask us that kind of question. Allah knows best whether he will be still around to hear the answer. So this person didn't take any offense to the question. Very calmly said to him that if I pass away on Iman, then I am better than your dog. But Allah forbid if I leave the dunya without Iman, your dog is better. Because the dog eventually, kunu turaba, it all become dust and sand. No hisab kitab after that. Once that, no jahannam and azab for it. So, then the dog is better. So, what the reality was, he expressed it without taking any personal offense. So likewise, Bahlul took it, kept it, they went away. Some time later, Harun Rashid got very sick. People started coming to visit him. Bahlul also came along. So Bahlul asked him, Mir Mu'mineen, what is the matter? He says, what are you asking, what is the matter? I'm on a journey. He says, really? Are you on a journey? He says, yes, I'm on a journey. So he asked, uh, how long are you going for? He said, Bahlul, I'm going on a journey you don't return from. So he said, really? You're going on a journey you don't return from? So what about all the arrangements, all the goods and whatever else normally you make all those arrangements? Have you made all those arrangements? Already sent it? So Bahlul, you don't take any goods and go on this journey. Very strange. Meanwhile, he is fully aware of what he is talking about. But he is talking in his own, responding in his way. So he said, but then, what about all your security arrangements? Beforehand, you normally send all these people to go and sort everything out. Have you sent them? He says, by nobody comes along with you. No security, nobody to guard you, no bodyguards, nobody. You go on this journey, you go alone. So, but what about all the cooks and all the food arrangements and everything? You can't take any food arrangements and any cooks and anybody from here. So he carried on asking him, one, and as he carried on asking him this kind of questions, Harun Rashid is saying, what kind of question is this? This journey you don't come back from. This journey you don't take anyone with you. So Bahlul pulled out that stick. And he gave it to him. He said, today I'm fulfilling my amanat. I found a bigger fool than myself. He says that you go on a small journey in this dunya, just across your border sometimes, within your own border sometimes, you make so much of preparation for it, days in advance, months in advance sometimes, you send so many people to go and sort so many things out for you, have everything prepared and everything ready, and sometimes you're going for a few days, sometimes for a short while, and so many arrangements, now you're saying you're going on a journey you're not going to return from, and you haven't made any preparations for that. So is this not the height of foolishness? That a person is going on a journey and he's never going to return from that journey, but he hasn't prepared for that journey. This is the height of foolishness. So this was actually a lesson. He was giving a lesson to Harun Rashid that look, there's life still make amends and prepare for that time. Because when that time suddenly comes, when suddenly a person's life is gone in dunya, he has no idea. He has to prepare for that everlasting life of Akhirat. 
So now this is that noor that comes in the heart. That when this noor enters the heart, one is that the heart becomes attached to akhirat. Then it becomes distanced from dunya. And the third is that it start, the person starts preparing for death before it comes. But when is that before? Nobody has any idea. That it's before, but how long from now, nobody has any idea. So how will this preparation for death take place? The attachment to akhirat, that will be by means of righteous amal, that a person now is doing what he is supposed to do, fulfilling all the obligations of deen, and then he's passionate about it, he's doing extra, like that person is ready to work overtime, he too wants to wake up for tahajjud maybe, he wants to make some other nawafil, he wants to make his tasbihat and zikr, he wants to spend time in tilawat. And likewise, the person whose heart is detached from dunya, he is not too interested in the glitter and glamour of the dunya. His heart is somewhere else. And the person who is preparing for death, he will be very much conscious of taqwa. Because life could go at any moment. If there is a temptation, he will be conscious. If my life goes now, how am I going to meet Allah Ta'ala? I can't take any chances because if I am going to involve myself in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala and in that moment my life goes, how am I going to meet Allah Ta'ala? person will go to bed, he'll be worried about if my life goes before I wake up because how often that happens, a person goes to sleep, he never wakes up. And that is the dua, the lesson that dua gives us that when a person wakes up after sleeping, Alhamdulillah, illadhi ahyana ba'da ma'amatana wa ilayhim nushur. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala who brought us to life after having given us a kind of death. Many a person really goes out of dunya after that. So now I must go into this phase of life, of sleep, in a way that if this is the last time that I'm awake in life in dunya, if I'm going to wake up in the cover now, then I must meet Allah Ta'ala in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me. So now that person who is conscious of this, he will go to sleep in a way that he is in the itaat and the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. That he wakes up, he wakes up on the itaat and obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes a person goes to bed, and he goes to bed with the express intention of not performing Fajr Salah. He went to bed without any arrangements, without any intention, without any kind of thought also that I'm going to make my Fajr Salah. How often, how many times this happens, so many people, Allah Ta'ala protect us and give us and everybody tawfiq. But now can we imagine a person in that condition leaves dunya, that he had expressly intended not to perform his Salah. And he went away in that condition, what a kind of sleep that is and what a kind of death that would be. And a person left dunya on that note. Now the person who is preparing for death, he will be forever conscious of this. And he will be forever conscious, then he will live on taqwa. Because life could just go any moment. In seconds, person is healthy, well, something happens, in seconds the person is gone. Whenever time comes, Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat, with iman, and on taqwa. But that preparation has to be forever happening, every moment of life. This is that explanation that Rasulullah gave, that when this nur enters the heart, the heart expands for deen. Sharahallahu sadrahu lil-Islam. Fahuwa ala nurim min rabbi. And then the opposite of it, فَوَيْلُ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ 
destruction to those whose hearts have become hardened from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Hardened, distanced away. No inclination towards Allah Ta'ala, towards the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, towards the amal of deen, towards righteous actions. And there's no such thing like a vacuum. If this is not going to be there, then the opposite will be there. The inclination towards all the wrongs, all the vices, all the evils, the inclination towards all those things that take a person away from Allah Ta'ala. And those things will creep into the heart. This is the ongoing effort. It's not something that happens once and is done. This is Hatta Yaatiyaka Yaqeen. Wa'abud Rabbaka Hatta Yaatiyaka Yaqeen. This effort to get closer to Allah Ta'ala will be a continuous effort that's required till that last moment. This effort for ourselves and we are responsible to make the effort for others also. This is the two things that a person all the time this is with him. He has to make an effort for himself and to make an effort for others also. Both these things go hand in hand. There isn't any stage where a person can be content, well now I'm done, now I can worry about others. That part about now I'm done, the person who ever feels that way, that's the best indication to himself that he's far from done. That now the person feels, okay, I'm somewhere, that's the best sign that I'm nowhere. haven't even started yet. So this goes hand in hand, side by side. We have to make an effort for our iman, the iman of others, and without regarding ourselves as better than anybody, rather regarding ourselves as worse than everybody, but together with making an effort and concern for ourselves, the same effort and concern has to be for others as well. Both will go side by side. And in this way will be the protection of our own iman also. That to the extent that we will be concerned about others as well, that will become the safeguard for ourselves also. This is the path that we have to put ourselves on all the time. There isn't any time that this is now, I am done, then I will start with somebody else. But yes, we are not better than anybody, we are worse off than everyone. But this is the responsibility that Allah Ta'ala has placed upon us, which Rasulullah has given us this clear path that we have to traverse on. And in this is our Iman, the safety of our Iman, and at the same time to help one another. This is the, the heart of a mu'min. That he is not only for himself, it's for everyone. This is a deen on nasiha. This is that deen is entire well-wishing. Well-wishing for himself, well-wishing for everybody. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq that we make this effort to bring this nur in our hearts. This nur in our hearts to the point that our hearts become attached to akhirat, become disinclined from dunya, and we get the tawfiq of making this preparation for death before it comes. And just as we have to do this for ourselves, we have to do it for everybody else also. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. So whatever the skills are made normally, we can give our name for that, whatever the... Those who are, mashallah, going to be finishing soon, they can give their intentions also what the azam is, inshallah. Those who are ready for any period of time. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك إذ الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل 
اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا